Hi, I'm Karina. I'm the Music Ministry Director at Every Nation Auckland City. We are a multicultural, multi-generational, socially responsible church that makes disciples. We hope this message inspires you to honour God and make disciples. We're going to change it up a little bit. We've been talking about joy and strength and flowers and marshmallows and wonderful things. But I want to switch it up because uh, I believe, I know that you can be in an environment like this and still, still be wrestling with stuff on the inside. Who, who's ever been in a dark place? I don't mean physically. I don't mean under the duvet, uh, lights out. The other night I was down trying to build a campfire, uh, very unhealthy and unsafe in my own, and it was great in the end, by the way. I felt so much more like a real man. It was great. I don't mean the physical darkness, but emotional darkness. I mean real anxiety, loneliness, um, stress, hopelessness. Isn't it a big one? And of course, it's partner condemnation. Partners in crime. Have you ever felt like you're in a dark place? Probably all of us have at some point in time, either for a brief moment or for long periods of time, or maybe you find yourself going in and out of that on a regular basis. We're going to look at a story today in the Bible which gives us at least three reasons why, or three reasons why people can be in a dark place. I want to say this though, these areas, these emotional areas, these mental areas, this is the devil's playground. The devil can be lying to people, but they don't know it. It feels so real and so present without diminishing or demeaning the reality and significance of what we're going through. I'm going to say we, because believe it or not, I know what it's like to feel discouraged or to feel in a dark place. I'm not there for too long because I picked up a few skills along the way to identify what's real and what's not real. Thank God for that, for the teaching of the word of my spiritual heritage. Today we're going to look at these three areas and we're going to go to Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, a very popular story in the Bible. It's a real story. It's not a parable or made up Fable, it's a real thing. And we've got Paul and Silas and the guys are in prison and they're in prison because they're ministering. They're helping people like a good pastor, like a good connect group. They're just helping people and they get imprisoned for a reason that you wouldn't believe. It's really, we're going to come back around to this. But there they are in prison. There's no light. There's no medical care. No human rights. And guess what? Worst of all, there's no (laughs) Wi-Fi. It's dark. Inside a prison, there are inner inner prisons, and they're in that prison. So even in the daylight, it's really dark, obviously physically dark, and we're going to take that as relating to emotional, spiritual, mental conditions that many of us will go through. Now, many of us won't. As believers, as Christians, we won't actually deal with imprisonment or persecution. Although I think forms of persecution are with us and they'll continue to grow. In reality, I think that will continue. You just have to put a few posts up 
and see what you'll get in terms of your Christian faith, in terms of anything political, uh, or, or things that are clearly in the Bible. Um, and so we have to be wise with these things, don't we? It's a very real thing. We all go through desperate times that we can't overcome on our own. Paul and Silas are there. They're beaten. They're held captive. They're in the prison cell. Their legs are fastened to the stocks. They're on the floor, and they're surrounded by other prisoners deep down in that darkness. No windows, no fresh air, no Wi-Fi, no cell phone, obviously. There they are, and they're kept there in the dark. And what's going to happen? What's about to happen in our story? Acts chapter 16, verse 25. And I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. Verse 25, here we go. Around midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening. Suddenly... There was a massive earthquake and the prison was shaken to its foundations. All the doors were immediately flew open and the chains of every prisoner flew off or fell off. The jailer woke up to see the prison doors wide open. He assumed the prisoners had escaped and he, threw, he drew his sword to kill himself. But Paul shouted, stop! Don't do it! Don't kill yourself! We're all here! The jailer called for lights and he ran to the dungeon. He fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. And then he brought them out and he asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? No doubt there were tears streaming. Talk about a traumatic moment. About to kill yourself. They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, along with everyone in your household. And they shared the word of the Lord with him and with all who lived in the household. This is the word of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. This is a great story, a familiar story. Three reasons. Everyone say three. Three, three reasons. Maybe not all the reasons, but we can draw three reasons from the story uh, as to why somebody could be in a dark place. Demonic, deity, Decisions. Demonic deity decisions. Beginning, if we go back to the beginning of Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas are minding their business. They're going off to a prayer meeting. Now, did you know going to a prayer meeting can be dangerous? They just wanted to go to a prayer meeting, but day after day, it says in there, a demonized slave girl, a demonic slave girl was haranguing them, was harassing them, and she was actually busy about a business. She had some guys, like kind of like some pimps that were putting her out there, and she was fortune-telling. She was fortune-telling and making money, and she's haranguing, she's harassing Paul and Silas. Off they go. And in the end, Paul kind of doesn't really lose self-control, but he just gets annoyed at the spiritual interruption that's going on, and he just deals immediately to it. She's demonized. They encounter her one more time, and in that moment, she's instantly set free from demonic oppression. Immediately, she finds freedom simply through an encounter with a follower of Jesus Christ. You know, sometimes the darkness that you and I face is the result of a real enemy that we fight 
a real spiritual battle. Can someone say amen? amen? Every thought you have is not real and true. It may not come from you. It may not be legitimate or valid. Okay? It could be the devil. It could be a demonic assignment against your life. A demonic thought. The thoughts are seen in picture form as, as fiery arrows through the air designed to strike the head or an organ, an essential organ of the body with the soldiers of ancient days. You see, that's like thoughts, demonic thoughts. So we need to understand the origin of our thoughts. The enemy's real. Can someone say amen to that? And he doesn't like you. I know this may surprise you, but there's at least one person in this world that doesn't care one hoot about your life. In fact, there's at least one person in this world called the devil who does not like the fact that God's got a calling on your life and a destiny on your life and purpose about your existence. Is everybody with me? He doesn't like it. He's not passive. He's aggressive, seductive, and frankly, quite productive and fruitful with many unsuspecting, maybe even ignorant Christians, not spiritually alert. So not everything is correct. So we see at least one source of darkness in the story is demonic. And of course, Paul and Silas, they switched on, they come against it, and they use, they, you, the way you do it is using Scripture. You get your authority from the Word of God. Make sure your life is clean from sin. You repent. You get clean from sin. You get the Word of God. And you come against the demonic spirit that's trying to attack you. Just this week, we've had two elders go and visit a home to minister into a demonic situation that came into the home. It's a real thing. You might argue if there's no demonic activity, you're not doing much for Jesus. It's very real. When Jesus sent the disciples out, you know, they're only in chapter 3 of the one-to-one, and he said, go out, preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out devils, and then come on back, boys, and tell me how you get on. So casting out devils is Christian 101. It's discipleship. It's not just a job for a pastor. It's for a Christian job. It's my job. Fathers, I want to tell you, I'm going to call on the men right now, especially with a wife and children. You are the head of the home. You are the spiritual leader in the home. You are ordained by God Almighty himself to be the spiritual protector each day, to cover your family in prayer, to come against the works of the enemy. I'm starting to get just a little bit worked up. This is not a day for passivity. There's spirits behind words. Did you know a third of Jesus' ministry, about a third of it was him talking about the authority over evil spirits? And we've got it, we're seeing it playing it right out here in Acts chapter 16. The girl gets delivered. Uh, she stops her fortune telling, my goodness me, there's no money for the masters. The masters get all messed up. They go to the court. There's an unjust trial, unfair treatment, and Paul and Silas end up in prison because they delivered a girl on the way to a prayer meeting. Go figure. Man, have you ever had that? I've had that where I've just gone along and just an overwhelming sense of discouragement comes with no real reason for it. There's no particular circumstance or situation, just a darkness that comes of discouragement. It's a good sign that it's demonic in nature. 
Let's move on to number two, deity. A strange word, but we're going to stick with, not a strange word in itself, but in the story, but we're going to stick with the D theme. Hopefully you're picking that up. You see, sometimes you're in a dark place because of deity. I happen to think that God wanted Paul and Silas in prison to influence a witness to all the other prisoners, not to mention the jailer and his whole family coming to faith. You see, sometimes the dark places that we're in is because God is doing something bigger than just our own life. God is wanting to do something bigger through us, larger, more expansive. It doesn't feel very nice at the time. I get it. I feel it as well. But I also realize in the sovereignty of God, he's positioned us sometimes. He allows things in his sovereignty to happen in our lives because he's wanting to produce something inside of us to reach other people and have our ministry expand and grow. Is anybody listening today? So it's not always the devil. It could be God himself allowing this tragedy to happen. And my goodness, we weep and we grieve. But can I tell you, they can all the faith and tears go together. Gosh, I could preach every one of these points for another half an hour. I've got to keep moving. It's interesting in Acts 16. Paul and Silas are in the dark place, in prison. They're locked up in chains. But it says here that everybody else was listening. What were they doing? Praying. Singing psalms. And Hibs, I don't think it was a pretty sound. I don't think either of them was called Willie Yangtze Tangaloa. <laughs> Two men, no backing track, in a dungeon, I guess they had good acoustics, <laughs> beaten up, wounded, and it says around midnight, or at midnight, whatever, it's really late at night. There they are singing. Singing? What happened to the self-pity, man? Whatever, oh, I mean, they're singing worship and praise. Wow. They're breaking out to worship. Everyone's listening, and suddenly, everyone says suddenly. 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 Not the 11 Newton John song. No, this is another one. <laughs> suddenly, the foundations began to move. There's an earthquake. Oh, I long for that. Right there at Caracas Street, every 9.45 prayer meeting. Suddenly the earth shifts, the doors fling open, the chains break. There's revival in the prison because God Almighty had allowed it to happen because he had a bigger plan. In our sufferings, he's producing gold on the inside to share a testimony to other people. So one reason is demonic. Another reason for the darkness could be deity. It's an incredible moment, isn't it? And let us not overlook the power of praise and worship. Don't withdraw, don't isolate, don't blame. That person who told you about the Christian life being all sweet and rosy and wealthy, it's rubbish, it's lies. This is the real life. Genuine faith is purged and built and constructed and suffering and good times, and joy and strength in between. Honestly, I've gotten stronger in suffering than good times, frankly. Yeah. That's where my strength has come from. Yeah. You know where my joys come from? Suffering, yeah. being misunderstood, yeah. or disappointed itself because of stupidity and error. Not deflecting anything here. Self-inflicted pain, which takes us to the third one, by the way. A new character comes into the story, the jailer. The jailer. He comes in there, 
And this is another reason, it's decisions. Upon realizing that the inmates in jail were, were set free and the jailer lost, he lost heart and began to consider taking his own life. I think we all understand he had one job, just one job, and that was to keep them in prison. So if you let them go, the price for that is your own life. Because it was dark, he couldn't see. He wasn't on the group chat. He couldn't see who was answering. He just knew, boom, everything's open. They must have gone. He went to grab that knife, that, that sword. He made a decision, it says, that his failure was so great that he must take his life. You, you could imagine it, right? He failed his job. He's depressed. He's anxious. Whatever it was for, for fear, what would happen to him, he decides. It's overwhelming. It's It's shocking. I don't know for a split second whether he thought of his kids and his wife. I don't know if he's married. We don't know. We just speculate these things. But he's about to kill himself. He made a decision. The story goes on in Acts chapter 16 to where, where Paul and Silas say, hey, we're here. We haven't gone. Why didn't they leave? Because God was doing something bigger. And they knew it. And the way they sustained their faith and kept their eyes on the prize and the bigger picture was prayer and worship and singing songs. Behold, there's a very obvious key there for all of us when we're going in and through dark times, even sunny times. The story goes on. God brought them all out that jailer was in a dark place, really dark place. He got suicidal. Decisions. Have you ever regretted a decision you've made? Many, probably weekly, hopefully less these days. But it would seem the impact of my decisions are greater than what they used to be. Sometimes we're in a dark place because of the demonic. Sometimes we're in a dark place because of deity. Sometimes we're there because of decisions. But I've got good news. Willie, why don't you join me? I've got good news that God can deliver us out of them all. Praise God. Whether it's demonic, whether it's deity, whether it's our own decisions, that got us in the dark place. Here's the reality. God still rescues people. Amen. Praise God about that. He's rescued me often in dark places, often through self-inflicted stupidity. He's rescued me. I'm sure if we took time this morning to share, we'd learn all kinds of testimonies of God moving through our lives. I want you to think about why you might be in a dark place, or before you get to another dark place, begin to think through what could, how do I identify the source of the darkness? God will set you free. And the reason I know Paul and Silas trusted God is because they sang. You know, when you sing and pray, you tend to do that when, as, a, as, a, as a demonstration of trust. If you're in a dark place, maybe it's due to, to the demonic, I want you to grab the word of God. I want you to grab the Word of God. If you need be, get someone else with you. But I really want to, as a good coach and a good father, I want to encourage you, don't call upon a pastor. 
Don't call upon someone else, particularly if you are the priest in the home. I want you to stretch your spiritual muscle because you don't have to be a theologically trained person. You just have to believe the Word of God. You get the Word of God, know who you are in Christ, and speak truth to the lie. I tell you what, I want you to get a bit of mongrel in you. Come against the demonic spirit. And if you're struggling and you need some help, in us, by all means, escalate, connect group leader, coach, pastor, whatever. But I want, we've got to come back against this. If, you're, if it's a demonic source, use the word of God. It's truth. It's always been truth. Praise Jesus. Or maybe it's deity. Maybe you realize, wow, God's using this moment, this darkness, this space, this tragedy, this suffering. I want you to trust God. I want you to hang in there and just believe raw faith that God is doing something. I can't see it. I don't know it. But God's doing something through this. And do what Paul and Silas did. Sing. Sing. Pray. Press into God. Switch off the devices and spend time with Him. Or maybe you're there and you're in a spot which You've made a decision. It could be the consequences of a decision, potentially. Today, I want you to hear me and hear me straight. It's not over. God can rescue you. Thank God for His grace, His forgiveness. He picks up the pieces and He builds a bridge back to the track we should have been on. He's great at doing that. And He's done it for me so, so often. Let us close our eyes and pray. Lord, I thank You for this moment and time today. Lord, I pray today that you build our faith. Whether we're in a dark place or not, whether we've just come out of it, whether or not we're there because of demonic intervention or maybe even in your sovereignty you've allowed it to happen, to position us, or maybe it's the results of our own decision. Whatever the reason, whatever the cause, I pray today that these precious saints would be built up in their most holy faith. Lord, we honor you today. We bless you today, Jesus, in this place. We thank you, Lord God, that no chains, no stocks, no prison door can keep us down. We thank you, Lord, you're stronger. With just a few songs and a bit of a prayer, you cause an earthquake. Lord, we thank you for your power. Lord, I speak hope over these precious people. Hope and your goodness and your blessing over every single person. We thank you, Jesus. Give them clarity as to the origin of the darkness. We thank you, and we honor you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us. To know more about Every Nation Auckland City, you can visit our website, www everynationauckland.city For more messages like this you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts and wherever you listen to podcasts.